Hi, welcome to 40 Sexy Overheard. That's Emma. This is Joe. <laughs> this is an unscripted, unedited podcast. Yes, <laughs> we are. Podcast, sorry. We're playing music. Yes, because we, well, one, we've had a few drinks, maybe a little much more tonight. Not too much. But also, we're talking about mothers and daughters, and uh, my daughter always plays me this song when she thinks about me, so I insisted that we play the beginning of our intro. Oh my god, Tupac! You know, yeah. he died like two blocks away from where I was. Really? When he passed, yeah, I was in UNLV. I, I got my bachelor's from University of Las Vegas. Go Rebels! Woo! <laughs> Rebels. Anyways, so that's what we used to do. Um, yeah, and he died. Like somebody shot him up off of Maryland Parkway. Oh, I mean, I just love the song. Like song. I don't know that much other than, but like when my daughter plays it for me, I'm like, oh, this is my song. Like it's not like some <laughs> sweet like. It is though. It is such a sweet song. Like nothing sweeter really than a mother daughter relationship. Right, and we're going to talk about those quotes later. And that is our topic yes. for this episode. And now I'll stop my music. <laughs> Do it. Okay. Hi. <laughs> so, we have been, we were talking earlier about this episode um, over dinner, which was actually really sweet for us because we talked last time that we have a really sweet young helper. Mm. Who is, like, she's like, oh, I'm so, like, she said a couple times to me, like, oh, you're my auntie. Like, I'm, I'm my excited. Niece. You're, yeah. My little niece. And to me, she's like, oh, and then you're my auntie, too. And it's really cute. But I feel like tonight was, like, a little bit mother-daughtering. Like, it's just, like, hey, you know, hanging out with someone who's 20 years younger, being a mom. You know, yeah. like, I feel like there was a little bit totally. of that. So it really set us up in, like, a good spot to do our podcast tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's awesome. I love her, my little niece. She was already, yeah, she was our, our guest. Yeah. Last, our last and guest. And she helps us with her Instagram. And she is definitely, she's awesome with her Instagram and her all other stuff that we need to help with because we're old. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were already in our mindset, I think, going to do this show. And then, so we decided tonight, like, or you did, to, like, we're going to go to your favorite sushi spot, which we talk about a lot. So we Nuka. went to sushi at 4.30 <laughs> to get there on time. Because otherwise you're going to wait for hours. Right. So we went totally. super early. And we kind of roll out of Nuka after a bunch of drinks going to another little, like, bar across the street. Yes. And I see, I have this really weird story that would be a long explanation, I think. But um, I saw my doppelganger in name. <gasps> she did. Emily and it's been really weird. I saw the other Emily Severson. And so, like, on this really small island, it actually matters if there's That's two of us. That's huge, actually. Like, it wouldn't matter in no, Chicago. No, it's huge. There's probably, really? But there's probably multiple Emily Seversons in really? Chicago. Really? No ways. Wow. But with this girl, we've had so many. Like, I didn't even meet her. I met her right before coronavirus hit, and I posted a picture on Facebook saying, I think it might be Armageddon because I've met my Emily Severson. <laughs> because the whole 10 years or so I'd been in Maui, there, there was all this overlap between us where, like, you know, um, we had babies at the same time, and our birth, wow. like our medical charts, have gotten mixed up, and yeah. now that's like dangerous. just so many weird things. And I still get te- I still get emails from her kid's teacher. <gasps> you know what I mean? Like it's just all there's so <laughs> much overlap, and I've gotten seriously point, like it's, there's so many stories. Like at one point, I got um, an email from her family that was. Um, like all about what they were fixing for the New Year's, and I was like, "Is this my family? Like, what's going on? How the hell did you get like That's really a weird. lot of confusion?" Yeah, but that is weird. She's another mother, and yes. she has a daughter who is. Oh. So I only have so just actually before we started this episode. To be clear, I have one child, one daughter, 
Joe Marie has three. I have three daughters. Yeah. Yay. So we're going to get more, more into that. But um, this woman has one. She has one daughter and one son. But like Emily the one Severson. daughter yes. is close to my daughter. The other family. Emily Severson. So we immediately started talking about parenting and things that we're facing. And I was like, okay, this even makes more sense that we're doing this episode tonight. Because she asked about the podcast. So it was, was like, meant to be. Yeah, it was meant to be. It just all like came together. So yes. hopefully she got her pizza. I love serendipitous moments like those. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. It was a sign that we are to do. Fam, uh, we were to do mothers and mother and daughter relationship, even yeah. though it is not yet quite Mother's Day. Well, we, and we did a Mother's Day episode, but that was more focused on our relationships with our moms. Yeah, yeah. Today is more general of like mother daughter relationships. Well, I, I mean, maybe it's more about our like, kids, like today. teenagers, if anything. Yeah, and our in no. ch- like the opposite, like our children versus last time we. Last time we did this, we focused on our relationship with our moms. True, 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 true. And this time it's my you know, our relationship with our daughters. Yeah. Our teenage, preteen and teenage daughters. So it's a big deal, y'all. It's, oh, y'all. Oh, y'all. I just, Honey, I, I got just, teenage I, I just turned Texan. Because I feel like if you do, you're nodding. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm telling you right now. And debating if you even want to hear this. <laughs> oh, shit. Turn it off right now if you don't want to know. But if you want to know, you should keep on listening. And if you have a precious, like, three-year-old or a six-year-old daughter, dear God, I don't know if you should listen or not. Enjoy them now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's do our updates. Yes, about let's our, do and that. We have some kid updates. So you have a bigger one because your daughter. <gasps> yes. Came so back. speaking of that, this is the like for me. It was inspiration. My thirteen-year-old just came back from the mainland. You know, she was off on a little. I wouldn't say it was a vacation. Vacation. I kind of, you know, it was more of like get out of here and get off the rock to really like be settled in yourself and figure out what's happening for you. But anyway, so she was gone for about a month in the mainland. Um, she actually, lucky girl, she went from California to Oregon to Washington. She got to meet a bunch of like a, a, a bunch of Ohana, like family. So she's very um, right at this moment. She's very like aware that she's very loved by other people. And that's what I really wanted her. You know, I wanted to see. I wanted her to see like a, a bigger picture of the world. So she came back today, and um, yeah. So we got our nails done together. What else did we do? And yeah, that's pretty much it. You said some. Really, you said some really nice quotes to each other. No, I'm just right, right, right. That'll right. come up later at our show. The quotes. Yes, my thirteen. Oh, by the way, I didn't tell you. So I, she freaking grew two inches. Like, well, you told me right before this. Yeah. Well, like, no kidding. I'm like, she, my dog, my 13 year old, I'm okay. Granted, I'm not that tall. I'm like five, one and a quarter. I'm like barely hitting Wait, five, one and a half. I thought you were taller than me. No, are you kidding me? Never. I thought we've gone through this. No, we didn't. I wear high heels. Okay, because I'm five three. Never even. So you're closer. shorter than me. Always. always. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no. I wear. Well, then I think I feel like I measured myself with your daughter like months ago, and she was taller than me. No. Yeah. Well, she's for sure like five four now. Okay. Like she came out of the airplane. I'm like, holy crap! This girl is tall. So I'm like, like five one and a quarter, and she is like at least two inches taller than me, and that's within a month. She's 13. I'm like, oh, so my God. she had God. a lot of, like, hopefully spiritual growth, but obviously physical growth. She Physical growth and really emotional growth and familial growth. Like, she really, I, I believe, she got to really see, wow, you know, like, 
family is important and I have other families that really love me. Yeah, outside um, of here. Outside because of Because I think like here, one yeah. thing too, like living where we live in the small islands, like yeah. it's, it, you know, it can be wonderful and beautiful and like the safety net that like, you know, supposedly our kids have, which may or may not be true, but is something to consider in a very small place. But at the same time, you don't have like the feeling like I, like both of us come from big families. We do. And like I, you know, my daughter is not around her big family. That Mine like too. if she were in Chicago, yeah, could yeah, have yeah. all of her uncles and yeah. cousins around. Like she's not that. So like I think it is a lot for it's your daughter huge. to be able to go back and see family and connect with them. Right, and I think our topic of mother daughter relationship tonight has a you know. It, I mean, there's a lot to be said about the support that we get from our families with a mm. mother-daughter relationship. Oh, you know? God, yeah. Yeah, like my daughter, this whole month, you know, the past 30-plus days, 31 days, I think she was gone, 32 maybe, you know, she was able to connect with her father's side, her aunties on that side who were amazing, and then my brother's side, I mean, on my side, my brother, who's also amazing, and his kids, you know, and her own, it was just really good like it goes down to like it takes a tribe it really does yeah it takes a tribe to raise a child and she got to see that so well we're gonna get more into that because i'm <laughs> like i'm still once again like well well and we'll get into this but that's like the i think the difference in our perspective is like you are so much more like with three kids in a place to see how they're all different individuals mm-hmm. and i just have my one yeah and I've had a hard time, actually, with the tribe, like, mm. reaching out. And there's been steps I've done recently, but, like, I'm not there yet. And yeah, we're yeah, in yeah. Diff- definitely different stages. And I think mm-hmm. that's why it's a cool conversation because, like, we're not in the same place. Sure, yeah. As far as parenting. I think I personally feel like you're much more enlightened and, like, ahead yeah. of me. Like, I mean, it always is when you have an older child, but also yeah. just in general with, like, your sure. spiritual path and a lot of things. Mm. So Maybe. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll keep talking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so my update is just part of the reason that we agreed on this podcast and came up with this idea is that like through therapy and just trying to better myself and get a better situation in life and make things, you know, things that could be fixed and, and make them better is like, you know, my daughter and I like spar like fucking <laughs> boxers all the time. Like we In really verbal have a rough... sparring. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Sorry. Ver- yeah. We don't like actually punch each other. No. I mean, no. No. No physical but, stuff. Yeah. Right. But verbal sparring and like arguing and fighting and like this age she's entering in from like ten to like and my daughter is one who I think is like maturing really quickly. Her body is, but her mind's not quite there. Right. So like dealing with her and the emotions that she has a lot and like me and both of us just like we have a very explosive relationship and I really want to work on it like I want to make it better I want to you know make it not so volatile and crazy yeah I'm starting to realize like as you know having a 10 year old who's moving on to like 18 you know like right now she's still kind she's straddling I would say Mm -hmm. like the phase of like where she really wants mom and now she's really starting to want her friends and I can see like really soon she's gonna just want friends and I'm gonna be like you know, yeah, I, in the yeah. past, not important. Right. That's their, their development or whatever. Right? Yeah, um, and you know, I only have one, so you know, it's like, oh my gosh, like so. That's what I'm trying to figure out, and then you know, I think I'm excited about our conversation tonight. Yeah, I mean, part of my update is like, you know, I actually because of this, um, I don't know if it's later on, but like, you know, you were bringing up, um, um, you know, bringing up daughters and anyways. I was just thinking, like, part of my update is I've been reading this book. 
Oh, yeah, we forgot about that. Yeah, okay, yeah. This book Plug is the book. amazing. Um, I'm not getting any money for plugging this book. <laughs> but it's been helping me out with, like, with raising an adolescent teenage daughter. And if you have a son, that counts as well. But it's called Get Out of My Life. But first, can you bring me and Cheryl to the mall? <laughs> I was like, it is so perfect. Like this morning, I'm like, because it's on Audible for me, right? I, like, I don't have time to read, so everything is on Audible. Yeah. So I run in the morning, like super butt freaking crack early at dawn, like running. And the only reason I run really is so I can ris- listen to my Audible. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, it's like that headspace. Right, I, I was like, when else am I going to listen to my Audible if I'm not running? So I didn't want to run this morning, but I'm like, oh my God, I got to finish the next chapter. So I listened. So that, that was my motivation to run for, you know, like at 530 in the morning and like run for 20 minutes just so I can listen a little bit, a little bit to this book of how basically it's a gist of how to be with a teenage child, not even like, a, not, not like a boy or a girl, but really like really understanding their psyche and where we stand. And seriously, ever since my update is ever since I've been listening to the, this book, like when my daughter came back to, like, yesterday, like the shit she's been saying that normally would piss me off. I'm like, eh. I was like, okay, I get it. There's, there's like a different understanding of their psychological and emotional development. So I don't take it personally. So that's huge because it's always like a fight. Because I'm like, you know, when my 13-year-old says something, I'm this part of me is going, how the fuck do you disrespect me like that? Fuck you. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I don't say that to her. I'm really quite respectful. Oh, see, I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> see? I'm, I'm light years behind you. <laughs> I don't. I pulled the, like, Asian Filipino mom thing. I'm like, I don't care how short I am. I will fucking take you down. <laughs> I'm like, even though I don't have to say it, it's like this demeanor that Asian moms have. That's like, nah, 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 nah. We're like this little chihuahua that you just don't fuck with. So, you know, in the past, that's what I was with her. And then, so, you know, today, or like yesterday when she got off the plane and she was snippy as a freaking 13-year-old daughter should be and will be and will always be. And I just let it roll off my back. I'm like, all right, it's okay. (laughs) It didn't trigger me. So, yeah, so this book is pretty awesome. Yeah, get out of my life. But first, can you take me and Cheryl to the mall? That's what it was. (laughs) No, you have such a good, calm demeanor with things. Like, you would probably just, like... In my house, not the same. Like, my daughter's able to poke at me where I, like, lose my shit. And then I'm, like, screaming at her. You know Mm. what I mean? And I hate that when I, like, lose my temper and I'm, like, you know, like, just fucking, like, get ready or whatever. Like, I, you know, like, I get get really frustrated and lose it. And I don't want to be that parent. But that is what is honestly me as a parent is, like, she pokes and then I flip out. They know our buttons. Yeah. They really but do. you seem like so much more calm and knowledgeable, which is why there's a couple topics we're gonna like hit on and talk about tonight. Some of them are like actually like um, I'm gonna introduce this badly, but like psychological like definitions of things mm-hmm. that could play into mother daughter relationships. And the first one is enmeshment. Yes. So can you tell us well, what should we is go? Oh, enmeshment. Okay. Enmeshment. So enmeshment is when like. You know, when our boundaries between our kids and I and our, you know, ours is, is completely blurred. Like, 
I, you're like, my daughter is an extension of me, extension of me. She is not, I'm going to say her name, but she is not like, I'm going to use her false name just because I don't know, it feels more appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So my daughter is not like Jennifer and you know, she is not, she's not Jennifer. She is an arm of mine. She is my arm. Therefore she must represent me. So there's this enmeshment of she, I don't really see Jennifer for who she is, but I see her as an extension of me. Mm-hmm. So there's this enmeshment. So let's say if she like, you know, she gets an F, it's not about Jennifer getting an F or, oh my God, what do you need from me? How can I support you? Because it's Jennifer getting an F. Rather, it's enmeshment is like, holy shit, I got an F. Fuck you. We got to fix this <laughs> now. You better not fucking get an F because I look bad, you know? So there's this enmeshment of like, you don't know who is whom. Right. You know, so that's enmeshment. It's like, there's no boundaries. There's like a blurred line. And so that is where I think pretty positively I am actually living as a parent. Okay. Like I, you know, have been talking to a therapist who's great. And this came up, my relationship with my daughter. And and she's such a sweet guide. Like she's, and I love that she's not like, this is what you should do. Like she kind of guides the conversation, but she kind of said that, like, do you realize you're different than your daughter? (laughs) And when she said it, I was like, no, I am not different than my daughter. (laughs) Like we are the same. So I am clearly. My 10 year old is me. I am her. Then then when you're describing enmeshment, I'm like, what everything you described, I'm like, that's me right now. And that's probably a huge part of the problem is that I don't, I know, like I can say honestly, like I don't at this point recognize my daughter as an individual. Like Mm -hmm. I totally think that she is me. She's a part of me. So therefore anything that she does reflects on me. And also like anything that she does annoys me. Totally. Or like I judge it as how I would do. Right. Like, you know, with just, just random choices that she makes, like. Whether it's just, like, she wants to be on, like, TikTok and her iPad and do stuff like that. I'm like, I wouldn't do that. Like, that's not me. <laughs> and, like, it annoys me. And then I'm like, oh, well, that's not really the kid I want to raise. And even to her food choices. Oh. You know? Like, she's like, oh, mom, I want, like, this. And I'm like, no. Like, we're not having that right now. Like, We're so not having that right now. Be, yeah. And I always say we. And, like, we're she actually, not she having actually that right like, now. said, like, you know, because I feel like that's a way, too, that, like, teach. Which also, I'm probably doubly fucked in this because teachers do that too. What? Like with their kids, like with, in their class. Uh-huh. They'll be like, we are a good class who knows how to stand oh, up and listen. That, there's that whole unity and like the unit. And you feel that, and it's the, the same unit. as a teacher, you feel like this is yeah. a reflection on you. So you're like, right. we it's are my class. Good and it's our class. And every teacher, sure. like everyone's probably got a kid who's like, it looks like you're standing just fine, but it looks like, you know, James over there is spinning around. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. And James is a representation but of you, so you better mind, fix him now. Yeah, and in my mind, I'm like, and I, and I, as a teacher, I've said this, you know, good or bad, I'm just going to be honest, like, our weakest link is all of us. Ah. If one of us is spinning around not paying attention, that is all of us. Yeah, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Yeah, so I feel like I totally. have a lot of like, well, I, I'm stuck in the enmeshment like phase sure. of like, I am these kids. Yeah. They are me as a teacher, but also as a parent. I'm like, I am my child. She is me. Like, I definitely, when, when my therapist, when we talked about it, like, realized, like, because she even said something funny. She was like, I'm sure you know, you're such an intelligent woman and you probably have lots of mom friends. And I'm sure that at some point you've realized that you are not the same as your daughter, that, <laughs> that kids do their own thing. And I was like, hold up. No, I have not realized that. Just so you know what you're dealing with. Like I am way, way, way back on the parent scale. Like I, I am not separated from my daughter yet. Just so you know. 
Aww. You know, like, I'm like, if you're going to be my therapist and we're going to be honest, like, that's what we're going to be honest about. Like, Let's I am fix not, it right now. I'm not at the more enlightened stage. Like, I am way, way, way Stop. back. It's not by enlightenment at all. But, but I'm, like, there. Like, enmeshment obviously does not sound like a very healthy stage in a it's lot of not. ways. Like, yeah. And I, like, I can admit that I'm there. Like, I'm totally well, there. it's great for when our kids are from birth to six years old. You know, they need to know that they belong to mom. They belong to a certain, like, oh, here's my mom, here's my dad, that'll keep me safe. But after that, developmentally, they need to know that they're their own being. Right, and see, that's the other thing is, like, when... Like, and you when need to know that so, you are your own being. I know, More I know, importantly, I'm but when Layla, when my daughter was little, like I read so many parenting books, they were all. About, I was a big fan of uh-huh. the attachment parenting approach. Sure, right? That those are good like, ones. That was what I believed. Those in. are really like, good ones. Attachment parenting: a kid really young really needs you, and you have to like totally. You know, and I didn't do sleep training, and mm-hmm. you know, like all that. So that's where I'm yeah, coming from, right. and I don't mm-hmm. mean this in a judgy way. I'm just sharing where I am as a parent. Yeah. So I I educated myself a lot about this, and then I was like, this is great, and like I was a really fucking good mom for like first couple mom. years. But I do feel like my philosophy as a mom never really moved on past that very early right. stage. That's a good point. You know, and, and then, like, I did continue to read, but, you know, like, life gets busy and stuff yeah. happens as you're raising a child. And, like, I really, truly can recognize that I have actually not, you know, and I think that's a great thing that we get to share on our podcast. Like, I really, like, have not moved on from this initial stage of parenting where I'm not really recognizing my child as her own being with her right. own choices. So what helps me if that's, I was like, think of a hula hoop. I don't know if I've talked about this before. No. But a hula hoop. Like, Emma has her own hula hoop. I have my own hula hoop. Her daughter has her own hula hoop. All three of my daughters have their own hula hoop. So whatever happens in our hula hoop is our business. Whatever happens in Emma's business, in Emma's hula hoop is her business. So these are your boundaries. Like, think of hula hoop as your boundaries, right? So I can't jump into Emma's hula hoop. If she's sad, I'm not going to fucking fix her because that's in her hula hoop. However, in my hula hoop, I can go, holy crap, Emma, you're like one of my bestest friends and I love you and I see that you're sad and I, I, it makes me sad that you're sad. How can I help you? But I'm not going to go over there and be like, yo, let's fix you. Don't be sad because that's me jumping into her hula hoop thinking that, oh, she shouldn't be sad. I don't know that. That's that's what's happening in our hula hoop, you know. My hula hoop is my business. Hers is hers, you know, if that makes sense. And and I think that in my daughter's, you know, my, my 13-year-old. Now, it's just really hard because I want to fix it for her because it's really hard to be a 13-year-old daughter in 2021. Yeah. Like no, to, I agree. Holy crap. I and with, like, distance learning and all the shit that has happened this distance year. Distance learning, like, social media, Snapchat, Instagram. Yeah. All of it, being on Maui, like having to wear a bikini, like it's insane the pressure a 13-year-old girl has. And I can see, I, I don't know if I can relate, I can honestly say actually I cannot, but I can assume, I can guess, I can empathize, there you go. I can empathize in her hula hoop, there's a lot of shit going on, but knowing that that's her hula hoop, like kind of really using my intelligence and okay, is this in my boundaries can i do anything about it is this really affecting my field or is this her so really you you i for me i need to use this discernment and like really like understanding boundaries like okay that's her stuff like i feel bad that you know my daughter has to go through like with the whole divorce thing figuring out how to be at 13 years old is really rough being a 13 year old in general is tough 
and then adding all the shit I was talking about, such as divorce, and like you know, being like on in a bikini like half the fucking time of your life, you know, on Snapchat and Instagram, body images. There's so much for my 13 year old. So for me, I I really you know, and I'm not perfect, God no, you know, but you know, I I I try to be like okay. That's her hula hoop. She's sad. She doesn't want to do this. She doesn't want to do that. So I try my best to empathize, but try to stay in my hula hoop and really visualize. For me, it's a visualization. Like, is this in my hula hoop? Is that in a hula hoop? So, you know, for me, that's what helps. I don't know if that helps you. Like, Oh, I, I'm literally listening to this and I'm trying to visualize. And I'm like, okay, I can stand there with my hula hoop and look at every hula hoop. Yeah. But then I'm just sitting there thinking, like, so what kind of things go into my hula hoop from her? Yeah, like, <laughs> this so I can think of, like, what do I help with? Very good question. Let's say, you know, let's say, like, for me, being, a, in like, in general, I'm not making this about my daughter or anything, but I don't know if this is true for her even, but I'm just making up. Mm-hmm. As a 13-year-old daughter, I mean, as a 13-year-old female in Maui, having body image, like, you can't help but have a body image. And as a 13-year-old female in general, and then having to spend most of your life in a bikini because you're in Maui yeah. will give you some sort of complex, if anything, right? So I'm assuming in her hula hoop is these body images. So for me, like, if she wants to wear, like, what my mom, this is mother-daughter, like, um, thing, my mom always tells me, you, you know, you really shouldn't let her wear all these skimpy bathing suits and this Should and that. Should or shouldn't? Should not. Okay. But, you know, again, my mother was born and raised in the Philippines. You know, she didn't come here until she was an adult. So for her, like, her hula hoop is completely different from the understanding of Maui. Like, we don't really care if you have skimpy bathing suits. It's like, that's just how we are. It's like, it's a cultural thing. Yeah, agree. Yeah, you know, we don't... So, anyways... Everybody's so, ass is hanging out at the beach. Yeah, it's like you're... you're <laughs> good in, or bad. In good, fact, bad, ugly. If you're going to come to Maui... usually probably pretty good. Right, if you're going to come to Maui, that's how we know you're not from Yeah, that's here. how we know you're a tourist. Yeah. If you have the full butt coverage. If you have the full Kmart, Walmart, full butt coverage kind of bathing suit... <laughs> Even if it's a fancy bathing suit, if it covers totally. your butt, we, we know you're not from here. Exactly. If your butt is hanging out, then you're from here. That's, yeah. So... You know, yeah. heads up, if you want to come here and you don't want to look like a tourist, wear your bathing suit that shows your butt. And we don't care. We're not perving out on it. That's one thing, you know. That's one thing that my mom, who was born and raised in the Philippines, doesn't get in her hula hoop. Like, we don't perv out on those kinds of bathing suits. Right. But anyway, so what I was saying is I have to get that in my, in, in, in my daughter's hula hoop is that she has these images about uh, like, uh, like things that she has to worry about Maybe, you know, I can just assume it's really just empathizing that, you know, she might have body images about bathing suits or maybe not. Anyways, just kind of. So for me, figuring out what that is in her hula hoop and not putting my hula hoop. I'm like, oh, my God, she was, you know, it's too it's too provocative. It's too this, it's too that. But it's really not, you know. Anyway, I don't know. I kind of diverted. I got lost in my track. No, I hear you, but I'm so once again as the mesh parent. Like, okay, fine, I'll stand in my hula hoop and do my thing. But when can I get back in the hula hoop that's with my child? Oh, or do I just always stay in my own hula? Hoop? You always stay in your hula hoop. Okay, so anything that goes on with her, I'm just like so. So this is for me a huge struggle because I don't recognize that in her. Like, I still feel like she's the same as me. She's a part of me. So I haven't yet separated from that right. idea that, like, I would have my own whole loop and she has hers. Like, I, 
you know. Yeah. So I guess for me, like example would be like. So if, the healthy option is to be in your own hulu yeah. all the time. So for to talk about okay, for instance, like let's say if my daughter decided to start smoking weed at thirteen years old, which is. By the way, very normal on Maui. It's culturally accepted to sm- start smoking weed at 12, 10, whatever. That's just a cultural thing. It really is, unfortunately. But anyway, in my hula hoop, I'm going to fucking say, you know, you better fucking not. Oh, I'm not going to say that word to her. Uh, you better not. Sm- I mean, I do not. You know, in my hula hoop, I can talk about my opinion. I do not want you to smoke weed, and I can give her all the scientific background as to why she shouldn't smoke weed because of her brain, because of the, her lineage, addiction, blah, blah, blah. And I can tell her about all this and still know, like, you know what? In her hula hoop, she can decide she wants to smoke weed. Because what am I going to do? Sit on her? I can't. I'd be like, you know, if I, if I caught her smoking weed, I can tell her, yo. I'm really disappointed and sad. This makes me really scared and angry that you're smoking. I need you to stop. And I can remind her of her lineage, that fucking like addiction runs in her family on her dad's side, on her mom's side. So stop. But that's what's happening in my hula hoop. And in, in her hula hoop, I just have to admit, I have to just really accept that I can't. I, what am I going to do? Again, sit on her? I can't. She's 13 years old. In fact, again, She's like two inches taller than me right now. <laughs> you know, what am I going to do? I can't do anything other than let her know what's happening in my hula hoop. As in, I'm worried and I'm sad and I hope that you wouldn't do this. And I hope that you won't go down this path. Okay. That's all I can do. And be okay. sad and take care of my own hula hoop. And then she can go, yeah, mom, whatever. But, <laughs> you know. So then I feel like that gets us to our second topic, which is individualization. Or indiv- is that what it was? Individualiz- individualization. You did okay, because I'm it. already struggling with the hula hoop thing. I'm like, I, I hear you, and I'm like, that honestly sounds like a really healthy approach. I know that I'm not there right now. How as a come? Parent. I don't know. I'm just not. Maybe because she's my only. Maybe because it's a Ooh. control thing. That so what do you think you can accomplish things? by not like you know letting it be, letting her be in her hula hoop and you stay in yours? I think I don't trust the world enough, mm. and I don't trust her enough to have the skills uh, to survive. Right. So in maybe this world on her own. That's a good. So point. I totally feel like I still need to support her. Um, in probably ways that are not healthy. And, you know, like, I, I just know, I, I, like, I think my first step in therapy, like, this week was, like, I'm just being aware. Yeah, I'm just yeah, being yeah. aware that this is uh-huh. an issue. But I can be really honest with it and be, like, like, everything you're saying sounds really healthy and great, but I know I'm not there. It's, it's scary. I'm not, I'm fucking scared every day. And so the next part about individ, individualization is kind of what you were talking about though it's kind of the same right it so, like, is. Hey, you're the individualized parent like in a way like you can see the hula hoop scenario with your kids mm-hmm. i cannot because i'm not there no yeah 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 but yeah. i don't know i think you're starting to see it I mean, i'm seeing it I think and i feel so. like that's the first step is like awareness yeah absolutely like you know this was i never realized this before like i have a 10 year old and this i didn't know this was even a thing until my therapy session on thursday right you know and i was like oh okay, this is a thing now. So it's only been a few days that I've been kind of sitting on it. And so, of Mm. course, like, I do feel like, for me, that's always been the first step. Like, there's so many situations in life where, like, I don't know the answer, but I know that, you know, something needs to change or I can sit and think about it and it will eventually change. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's where I'm at with it right now. Like, I can recognize that I'm in the enmeshment and I don't know how to separate from her, but, like, I can recognize that I should. Do you want to? 
Yeah. I mean, because, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, if we were skipping ahead to the our third topic, which we will get to later, but just to say, like, for me as a parent, like, I really want to raise a successful child that can go out into the world. And maybe that's some enmeshment where I'm like, she's a representation of me and I want her to go out there and do these things. But, like, I want her to survive in the world. Right. I want her to be successful. Like, I want her to go places and feel like she has the tools and the skills to survive in the places that she goes. Mm -hmm. You know? And it's a little trippy to me, honestly, to think about, like, my parents who seem to be pretty trusting and were very much in their own hula hoop. Like, I went... And traveled to Europe when I was, like, 13, you know, like, not wow. with them. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a big trust. That's huge. And I, I am nowhere near that parent right now for my child. And I, you know, I don't know what, what it would turn to, like, be like, oh, she has the skills and mm-hmm. is able to, like, get there. But that's, I guess, sort of the process for me. But I think it probably starts with even recognizing that, like, she's her own person and, like, her own decisions and things that she right. does aren't... aren't Things that she aren't exactly, yeah. yeah, like, so that's probably the starting point. Absolutely. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because, yeah, I didn't even see that for myself. Whereas, you know, my 13-year-old, you know, I I allowed her to travel to the mainland like a month ago by herself and she was 13. So, yeah, that is, and that's a perfect exact example. And consciously, honestly, uh, individuation, I wanted her to, to, to separate from me. Because, you know, because we automatically, as children, want to stay close to mother, boys or girls. We just want to be close to mother. That's just an innate, instinctual thing that we have. Right. So, yeah, you're right. So maybe when Layla is, like, 13, <laughs> she I mean, go I'm somewhere on by it. herself. I'm you working know? on it. But it's, like, a messed up thing for me because even, like, I have, like... I I think about the third stage, which is, like, letting the, you know, like, birdie out of the nest and flying out and do their own thing a lot. And, like, how is she going to be and where is she going to go? And I worry a lot about it. Like, I'm, like, because it's terrifying to me to think of her outside of my own watchful eyes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So think about, like, oh, I have to trust that she's got the skills and the responsibilities to be a college student. Like, you know, if she wants to go to school in the mainland or something. Yeah. Like, and be, like, okay, like, you're okay. Like, you've got the skills to be there and I'm not worried. Like, that is such a big step for me. Like, I am not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it will it, take a lot to get there. And, I mean, luckily she's 10 and hopefully this won't happen for eight years. And, uh, yeah, you're right. And I think you had a good point where it matters that, you know, she's the only child versus I have three. There's some sort of... <laughs> it's kind of terrible. I'm like, ah, I got two more. You know? <laughs> it well, sounds and bad, you know, you know that you're... you're you know, like, yeah, you have three that are... You know how to spread love and I feel like that does then make it more individualized because you're like oh like or maybe the, i mean well i'm sure there's parents that are probably still i'm gonna just say might be still in the enmeshment phase with multiple kids yeah there's probably some that feel them all but like you have a knowledge and experience to know that you know these things are separate and you've been very chill like as your friends like with things that have been happening you know lately like i'm like really in awe of you being able to do that where i have shared with you plenty of times so that i think i would lose it like I, I you know like I, I just don't have that same sort of composure that you have at this point oh I think you're too kind for that one but no <laughs> but thank you though but yeah I don't know I, I think you know you got like how many more years until your daughter is like 13 three. Oh, is she gonna be 11 isn't she gonna be 11 this year yeah okay she got like two more years well she's 10 
See, I'm like dragging it out. I'm dragging out as long as possible. But she already does a lot of things that act. Like, she's in the rear. I was telling, like, you're, you know, our niece or whatever tonight. Like, I was our like. niece, yes. Our I'm going to call her our niece. I was like, yeah, but, like, she's in the weird phase of 10, which is, like, where they sort of straddle between yeah. being in a, wanting to be a teenager, but oh. also there's still a kid who can play. So cuddly You know what I mean? Like, totally. she still, like, could play with slime or play with, like, a stuffy. But then, you know, one minute later, she wants to be, like, shaking her ass on TikTok. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's a really confusing <laughs> totally. you know, thing. And I feel like, as a parent, that's why, like, there's so many things that you're just like, oh, my God, like, do you even know what you're doing on TikTok? Sometimes I think she does. And, like, you know, everything with social media, I don't think the right thing. I mean, I, I do, I would love to limit her TikTok and her social media stuff in general. But, like, I don't think it's right to completely cut it off, actually. Like, I've seen in distance learning that that is the one way that children sort of thrive when they're older is actually being able to connect with their friends through social media. Yeah. and that's they just, didn't have that in school. So, right. it is what it is at this point. This is what we have exactly. done in coronavirus times is, like, these kids didn't have school for a year. So, they got really into social media and connecting with each other. Yeah. You know, and like whatever that, you know, that's its own thing. But um, that's just the nature of the world, to be honest now. Right. Yeah. 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 And maybe it'll be really like some are like maybe it'll be skilled coders or like my daughter loves to edit and like do DJ stuff. Uh-huh. Like, there might be skills that come out of it. Exactly. You know, so anyways, so mm-hmm. where are we? <laughs> no. OK. So last part then is like, well, we've already touched on it. But like, I think the scariest thing we have touched on it is like. Letting them, like, go. Right. You know, like... Yeah. Leaving the house, and there they are out in the world. Because, yeah, we were talking about them, with the whole enmeshment with them, and them being individuated, figuring out who they are as a human being. You know, and then now it's about us being mothers. How do we let go of of them? You know, they can, like, go fast. Because, you know, at this age, at adolescent and teen years... They really look to their to their um, to their peers. Right. Like they don't actually even really want the family at this age. Right. And you know, to for us to really not take that personally, like yeah, you know, my my my, my daughter's a jerk because she's not really wanting me. But it's just that's part of the the you know mental development. So it's it's normal. Right. But what what do we do as moms to let go to prepare? Right. And I suck at it because my daughter's starting to let go a little right. bit, and I'm like. I'm definitely like, not prepared, and then I, like, suck her back in, and right, I in get seven really years. mad. I probably right. do all the wrong things. So right. Like, in no, seven like, years, she'll be gone. Me. Yeah. Right? Which is even more terrifying. Like, seven like, years, she'll be gone. And mine is going to be gone in four years. I mean, that's... Four years flies, like... Like this. I know, but then you still have this other two, right? I, I still have this other two, but, you know, I'm, I've got to make sure that the, the first one counts, too. <laughs> Should be the example, right? Right, you know? And yeah, it is like, so how do we as mothers prepare or, you know, what's our role in letting them grow to be who they are? Yeah. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm lost on this. I mean, I can think of a lot of things, but like, I'm still at the point for me where I'm like, oh, setting an example. Mm, like setting an example. That's a good one. Tell you know me what more. I mean? Tell me more. Because I honestly feel like that's how the most I learned about growing up, um, from my mom was more from examples that she said than like specific like lessons and words. Exactly. Like she was working. She, you know, did a lot of things that I'm pretty proud of. I looked mm. up to that and, you know, that was an example of somebody doing something that I looked up to. Nice. So, you know what I mean? Like that, 
it wasn't so much of like the nitty gritty interactions day to day that we had because we didn't really. But yeah. um, that aspect of her was something. So I feel like I still try to do that with my daughter. And maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense in my situation because like I'm a single parent and it's just her and I. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I really struggle because like my my example isn't what I'm in. Mm-hmm. So I'm foraging like a new way um, to try to figure things out, which apparently I'm really, really backwards or like really at the beginning phase of so I mean I have to I'm gonna have to figure out all these things because like a huge part of my identity as a person has been like my daughter yeah like since she was born like I'm sure you know like it's just so different like being a mom and being like this is my kind of mark on life as I have this wonderful child right you know what I mean yeah and then like the thought of like okay this child's gonna like leave and you're just gonna yeah I mean I don't know I mean, you and I have, like, a pretty good time a lot of times. I'm sure we'll carry on. Right? We have each <laughs> I'm other. Sure, I'm sure that'll help. <laughs> Sorry. I, my, I had to Go that. for it. No, 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 no. We have each other. And that, I think that's it. Like, when you said, you know, example, I think that's a good good thing. Like, you know, letting go of our... For me, letting go of my daughters is meaning showing them... I hate that word strong mom or strong woman. For some reason, that that doesn't feel right for me. But I want to show them a mom that is, I don't know, working on herself, that is able to, okay, you know what? I, I am sad. And you know what? I do wish that one day I will be dating some cool guy who matches my tenacity and the fact that I'm formidable and all these things that I am. You know, I want to show those vulnerabilities of myself. You know, I don't want to be strong, whatever the fuck that is all the time. But, um, you know, like letting go of my kids for me means that, you know, they can leave my house and know that it's okay. Not just okay, that it's totally like you're cool being who you are, being a, a woman. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense at all. Just... I don't know, I guess, and I'm not that I wake up every day going, I'm going to show my kids how to be a strong woman. No. Yeah, no, nobody does. You wake no. up and you're like, holy fuck, it's a new fucking day and I got to go to fucking work. Somebody yeah. posted something on Instagram, like, recently, and it was like, the first thing you should be grateful for every day is that you're, you know, when you wake up. And, like, I'm sorry, like, that's such a nice quote, but, like, my first instinct was, like, Clearly, you don't have to get up at 5 a.m. for your fucking job <laughs> because when I get up at 5 a.m., I'm not thinking, I'm so, I mean, I'm so grateful that I'm awake. I'm thinking, like, holy shit, time to get up, get my kid, you know, like, there's a lot of other things that play into the, like, the right. sense of. No, yeah, yeah, we have, you know, and I think, like, for me, it's like, I don't know, I think, like, um, mother-daughter relationship is like I think going back to my relationship with mom my mom is like as much as there were things that could have been better but I don't know I think they were supposed to be that they were you know like it it turned out the way it's supposed to be um you know or um she did show me that uh a woman at her I didn't think oh a woman can be this or it wasn't like a feminist thing you know I don't want to make it into this feminist versus whatever but she did show me that, you know, um, that hard work and just, you just keep going. Remember that tenacity? Mm. That, you just keep going. Like, you don't know what the fuck's in front of you, but you just fucking keep going. You know, so that's what my mom showed me. And I think, like, a mother-daughter relationship with my kids now is, like, 
that's what I want them to, because I don't, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, being a single mom, and, you know, I don't know, I don't know, there's a lot of shit happening in my life, there's a lot of shit happening in my kids' lives, you know, but they have to see me, not they have to, but I just am anyway, that you just keep going, and not, not, not in a stressed kind of way, but I'm like, well, hey, it's going to keep going, might as well do it, <laughs> might as well do it with us. Well, I can't you know, know what? And you might as well do it with class because there's been way too many situations in my life where I'm like, keep going. Well, I guess I have to keep going, like keep marching on, but it right. hasn't been with joy. But it's been lately where I'm like, I agree with you where like, yeah, things keep going and you've got to keep going. So you might as well do it with a little class. Right. You, you have a choice. Do you want to do it like, all like, like, what is that? That guy, Wendy the Pooh, and he was like, Bleh. what's his name? What? Winnie the Pooh? No, not Winnie the Pooh. The guy. Piglet? No, the guy who was always so sad. In Winnie the Pooh, or are we talking about something totally different? Somebody, you know, when Winnie the Pooh, he was always, he was one of his friends that was, Eeyore, okay? Oh. <laughs> so, it's going to keep going. So, you have a choice. If you want to be Eeyore, or do you want to be Winnie the Pooh? You know, do you want to look at this and be like, fuck, it's going to keep going until, like, something in the universe says it's not going anymore. Right. So, do you want to be Eeyore, or do you want to be Winnie the Pooh? You know, and it's not to say that you should be like, oh. I don't know, because Eeyore seems like he was, like, helped out with a lot of good, relaxing drugs. <laughs> and I'm saying, it's not to say that I'm just going to be like, I'm going to, like, deflect all the bad things. I don't mean to be, like, no, delusional. No, right. no, 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 no. You know, but you should, for me, I want to, you know, like, you know, my daughter and uh, my daughters, I want them to show them, I want to, I don't know, I just want them to see me just, like, making a choice every day. I'm like, yo. I do these things so that I can be healthy and do the best that I can. That's all I can be. And sometimes my best is me being sad, is me being sad, is me being, I wish I had a boyfriend, you know? (laughs) Or just me going, fuck, man, I've got my womanizer. Not that I tell my kids about the womanizer, which I don't. Right. (laughs) By the way, that's what's keeping me alive. (laughs) (laughs) But by the way, ladies. Secretly. Again, the past how many months, <laughs> it's the thing that keeps me going. <laughs> On like the, the physical. fucking Energizer Bunny. Holy crap, that thing is amazing. So I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> no, I was following it. Like, I know what you're saying. Like, I think the best you can do in life is probably to show your kid an example that's real. Mm-hmm. That's like, and I don't think I necessarily had that as a kid. So like. Maybe I had some unrealistic things going on that were really shared with me. And I actually do think that what you're saying is way more valid to be like, yeah, like this day was a struggle. This was going on. Because then then your child can kind of grow up with an awareness of like not every day is sunshine and fucking roses. Like there's tough days and there's things that you have to get through. And I think that's more realistic, honestly, and probably both of our parenting. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, I can honestly say both me and Emma, our daughters, have seen us cry, have seen us be in those maze. We're like, oh, it's fucking hard. Yeah. You know, and they've also seen us rise from that, or like at least not necessarily rise, but like ride that out to be in the next mood. Like, okay. Well, they don't realize it's rising, but one day they will. Yeah. That's what I always think. Like, you know, like stuff that's happened to me in the last couple of years that kind of broke my heart and broke my soul, and my daughter had to witness. I don't know that she realizes right now what I'm doing. I have risen, but I have risen in so many ways mm. in my own self that, like, I think later she'll realize. Yes. Like, oh, my mom went through this hardship, and guess what? She didn't, like, give up and, like, yes. quit. Like, she, you know, like, it's not exciting to her because it's not like I'm becoming, like, fucking Beyonce. 
you know, or some like crazy celebrity. But I'm like, I've actually made, I dealt with a situation that was really difficult for me, like in my heart and in my soul and so many levels. And like, I got back up and here I'm in a place that I like it now. And I'm so, you know, like there's these things and I think that will resonate later. But I think that's I a hope. gift. Maybe so, so not. What, you're, what you're saying, Emma, is I think there's a lot of gift to that. It's like what you've been through, what I've been through, and our daughters have witnessed is normal. Right. And some kids don't see that. That's right. what I would say. When I was a kid, I didn't see that. It's a normal like, I was like, the gift. You know, my parents never fought mm-hmm. in front of us. Yeah. Like if there was hardships they were going through, it certainly wasn't shared with any of us. So mm-hmm. I was sort of living in this weird world of like Fact. everything is just like always fine right you don't like, really not very see how it's resolved fine. so yeah. then in life i think later as an old you know as i got older and when shit like we did an episode last week about when shit hits the fan but when it did hit the fan that's why i think it seems so devastating to me like you talked about having better skills to deal with it than i did i think it goes back to the same thing like if you if you've never seen that before exactly. it's overwhelming exactly and so like our, our kids you know who have seen some shit before aren't gonna lose it when they realize that someone's having a shitty bad day or something that's really fucked up and twisted exactly you know and i think that's the gift of hardships like you know if we can be vulnerable and really be honest with our daughters about this is how mothers deal with heartbreaks you know i can honestly say like you know when when my ex and i their, their dad first broke up you know there were moments my daughters and I like seriously hugged each other on the bed, just crying, like crying together about what we've lost, about the grief, about like, you know, it is sad that, you know, and I let them cry and they saw me cry and I don't think it's a bad thing. Like it, it just saw, they just saw reality. The, and it, on the flip side of that, they've seen me rise, like you were saying, where now, two years later, I'm like, I'm cool. I think, you know, I feel. (laughs) We're fucking amazing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, whatever. I'm not dating anybody, but I'm cool. You know, and but that's the healing process. And I think the mother-daughter relationship, it's important that we show our daughters how to heal. Because I think as mother and daughters, we share a lot of traumas together. Ancestral traumas, collective traumas. All of those things that we're not even aware of. But if we can show our daughters how to heal, not why or when or whatever. Just, hey, this is how you deal with trauma when it arises. We cry together. We hold each other. And that's the beauty of femininity is that we can hold each other in that, that we can be vulnerable. And I can honestly say my three daughters and I sat there. I can't even count how many times when my ex and I first broke up and my daughters, my three daughters and I just sat there crying, you know, not as victims, but just out of grieving for the loss. And now, you know, two years later, we're better, but it still arises because that's how grief is. And I think as mother, daughter, it's important to be able to grieve together. Yeah. And that is not something that, I mean, that's so beautiful and poetic and what you said. And I feel like it's awesome for our quote game that we're gonna ah! play yeah we gotta do it yeah do it yeah do it i mean we're trying our best we are yeah all right so our game emma tell us about our game <laughs> <laughs> it's really not a green wait i'm like that just ended so shortly you were doing such a beautiful ah! like, i didn't mean to cut that off i, I don't actually, remember I what i was, I was actually gonna about. say something like really sweet about what you just said and like how that is so like meaningful and wonderful and all these things but um 
I guess whatever. We've lost the moment. So then, we're move then on. this is unscripted. This is very unscripted. So I plus we don't have that much time. Okay. But we did pour our sake. We did our favorite. For this game, our favorite that I just bought <gasps> at Nuka, which I think we posted pictures of, which they rudely, I will just say, like, increased the prices a lot. First, it was $15 a bottle. Now it's 22 and I bought four bottles. So, five? <laughs> not knowing. No, five not bottles. Five. Five bottles, not realizing that the price had increased. So, anyway, irritating, but we have this awesome, like, Still sparkly delicious. sake. Okay. So, our game, and this isn't really a game, it's more like... We found these quotes on Google about mother and daughters. And we're going like, to talk about them. We're just going to like kind of critique we're gonna them. We're going to unpack them. We're going to unpack critique. We're going to unpack the bullshit Holy crapping them. bullshit. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> we're going to be real. Okay, Do I it. have to go first with this. Because, you, you only it. because of this. Because I actually realized when I was searching, searching things on Google that I do have a quote about about motherhood that I always laugh about and I think it's true and it's just dumb. Do so it. this isn't from Google. But um, there was a sign. So um, my It's Complicated guy um, does, like, po- he sells wine. So he, like, makes posters about wine all over the place and sells oh. his wine. Anyway, one of the u- things that they use on Mother's Day, it's a little placard, and it says, um, don't forget to buy your mom a bottle of wine. After all, you're the reason she drinks. <gasps> That's terrible! <laughs> and so, to me, I'm like... So fucking true. Like, I love that quote. And I just remembered that. Out of all the motherhood quotes I could think of, that's the only one I could think of. Funny and terrible. Funny and terrible. Okay. Okay, so what's funny about that? Well, because it's... I mean, to me, it's so fucking true. Like, I just... I mean, I... Being a mom, it's like you have a, you have children or a child and somebody that you love so much and all these things, but they also push your buttons. And there's just a point. Like, I could be, like, sometimes I think about people who don't have kids who are our age. Yeah. And I'm like, they're always into shit. Like, <laughs> you know, like, they're probably, like, the greatest friggin' who knows what, like, snorkeler ever or rock climber. They have, like, a hobby and a big thing they're into, right, to, to use that energy. They just have a lot of time to focus on themselves. Well, like, as a mom, you don't. You just have you and your kid and this shit. So, like, when, you know, when there's some poking going on, like, I do think that. Like, I've been making a, it's actually right here. Yeah. My daughter has been making a polar bear habitat. Yeah. Which nice. she knows nothing about because her Because <laughs> we're in school, Hawaii. We're in Hawaii. And her school has not, like, taught her anything about this project other than told her to do it. Oh, so, no. the whole thing has been so frustrating. And this project, I just look at it and all yeah. I think is vodka tonics. Oh, well. <laughs> That's all I think. Hey, because there's been so many arguments. Polar She's like, Mom. bears drink vodka tonics too. She's like, Mom, I don't want to do it that way. I don't want this. I don't want that. And like all this stuff. And I'm like, if you don't listen to what I say, like your project's going to be crap. Like, you know, like it's just been this whole argument. So anyway, <laughs> that's what I think. Okay. I, cheers to that. <laughs> I don't know. That's the, okay. the reason I think that's inappropriate. Oh, no. Yeah, it's inappropriate. The reason I drink is because of you. Oh, my God. That's so terrible. Well, you're probably drinking way before them. Well, it makes a kid feel like, oh, my God, I'm so terrible. My mom has to drink. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> and you should think about that for a long time and maybe change your behavior so you're not so terrible and it'll cause other people around you to want to drink. So the sarcastic part of me agrees, but then there's like deeper part of me goes, oh, that sucks. <laughs> well, I feel like you're way more enlightened in the motherhood than I am. So I'm very at the beginning. And I'm just telling you honestly, I'm like, and if there's any moms out there that maybe get that, like, yeah, 
You are. <laughs> That's you. So my quote now is, it says, a mother and daughter's love is never separated. Let's unpack that one. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's never separated because you're stuck with those fuckers forever. So this is what we're talking about, I feel. <laughs> the whole boundaries thing. It needs to be separated. Like, no. Well, I'm, I'm not seeing the separation, so I'm like, of course. Like, I'm going to never separate from my child because I'm not even separated now. Well, this is why I can't hang out with my mom too long because then she pulls me back into that little girl side of me going, oh, how can I help you, mom? How can I fix you? I don't want to be that. I just want to be her daughter Maybe her friend, even that I'm not sure of. <laughs> but I want to be your daughter. I don't want to be your therapist. And this is why I am a fantastic therapist now. <laughs> but that is the gold in the shadow. Aw. Aw. That's my quote of how fucked up that is. A mother and daughter's love is never separated. Well, it should fucking be separated is what I'm saying. Right, in the hula hoops. In the hula hoop. You have your hula hoop, mother. Take care of your shit. I take care of my shit. Thank you. Your turn. All right, here's mine. Go ahead. It's not empty nest syndrome until all of their crap is out of your basement. <laughs> I love how cynical you are. I'm very <laughs> cynical about this motherhood thing. Because I realized that when I signed up for motherhood, it was a lifelong commitment. Well, I don't know if I realized it when I signed up for motherhood at the very get-go, but now 10 years deep, I realize it's a lifelong commitment with, like, like literally nurturing and mothering another human being that, like, needs your help and needs all the shit all the time and um i don't really believe that there's empty nest syndrome i mean like i mean in just that like as far as like like i don't know i still i still have crap in my parents basement exactly I have, like, boxes and boxes and i'm 41 years old get rid of that not, shit get i have not lived at home more than 20 that is years so not and, important like, you can burn those suckers you wouldn't it's even it's so cute them. like my parents still like they box my dad's kind of like a very organized person so he has boxes labeled like emily Oh. Emily's shoes, <laughs> Emily's purses. And I'm like, I don't want these purses from 25 years I ago. I love him. He also has a very, very disturbing, just one thing I'll just out of my about. I'm sorry, Dad. He has a um, box that says pillowcases. That is weird. Yes, why? Because why would you keep pillowcases? You in should just give it a goodwill. Yes, weird. Even the purses. And the shoes. And the shoes. <laughs> but I think he feels like I maybe want them. I think it's like a weird... Like, I would probably do the same, like, with Layla's stuff when she gets older. Like, I'd be like, I don't want to throw out all her shoes. Like, I think he's just very... He's just a very considerate father. And he's very considerate. He is. He's very considerate about things. But, yeah. All right, your turn. I don't know. I don't know if you have enough time. I feel like we have. Okay. So, mine, it says, a daughter is God's way of saying, thought you could use a lifelong friend. <laughs> let's uh, unpack that one em well i always heard that a daughter was um like for guys that were players that need to learn their way <laughs> like, oh so i don't know um a lifelong friend i mean i guess it is lifelong friends i mean right kind of <laughs> after we york theory is shit mm-hmm. <laughs> No. Great I friendship. Will. Then eventually they turn 21 you can start drinking with them. No, that's so not right. <laughs> what the fuck? I've already admitted I'm not the world's greatest parent. Now I feel like you keep being like God. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm so like this. Life, a daughter is gossip. Say, thought you could use a lifelong friend. No. No, I don't need my daughter to be my lifelong friend. That is just not right. The poor thing. <laughs> okay. 
So anyway, I could go into that, but I think we're almost out of time. Damn it, I had so many good ones. I know, but look, we got 30 seconds. So, oh, you know what? We'll post them on our Instagram throughout the week because we need some content. We do. Yeah. So follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Thank you for listening. What's our Instagram? Um, 40 sexy conversations. We are, that is true. (laughs) (laughs) See you soon. Thank you for listening. Okay, bye. Bye. Aloha.